Hey, welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight here on this Wednesday night. Thanks for joining us again. Our final Tiger Talk of this uh, academic school year. We'll come back next August when the fall sports season gets ready to get things underway. But, of course, I do want to remind you that we're not that far off. Uh, coming up at the end of the month, we'll get Nevada Tiger baseball coverage underway. Our first game, as a matter of fact, on the road at Sedalia, Smith Cotton. Soon we'll play Smith Cotton this time. That's an inside joke for Sean Gray sitting alongside. But uh, the uh, Tigers schedule will be at Smith Cotton to take on the Tigers on Tuesday, March 29th. That's our first scheduled broadcast. Tiger baseball actually opens up a weekend before that, a week before that in the uh, Stockton tournament. But at any rate, we uh, talk basketball right now for one final time in this uh, winter sports season with Tiger head coach Sean Gray. And uh, Sean, I was was talking with – Blake Howarth, of course, your counterpart of the Lady Tiger program at the beginning of his segment. Sure, at, uh, especially when we do this program the day after the season ends. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes you get a few days before you have to come in and do this. But uh, uh, I'm sure the having to come in the next day to, to record this after the loss last night, uh, I'm sure you're still feeling some of the effects of that. Well, yeah, we are, Mike. Uh, all the guys at school, it just feels different. You pass each other in the hallway or you, you, you have them in class and – you're just you're always talking about and excited for the next opportunity the next chance and today that little bit of buzz and excitement's not quite there uh uh just uh guys already talking about next year the underclassmen uh, uh nice to hear that and see that and then uh the the, the seniors uh, seeing them in the hallway just uh smiles on their faces because uh I felt like uh even though it didn't end the way we wanted it to felt like it was a successful campaign but uh yeah it uh Little little different feeling today, and uh, I'll head over to the middle school for track practice this <laughs> afternoon, and that will be a much different feeling than than heading into the gym for basketball practice. Uh, you're gonna run that herd, huh? Yep, yep. And luckily, we've got some beautiful weather, so uh, we'll uh, we'll make the best best of that situation. Absolutely. Well, it is time to get outside, and we're gonna enjoy that now that basketball season's over. We'll look forward to the spring sports and everything that it brings from the outdoor activities, but. Let's uh, talk about over the last few days. Uh, we do need to put the wrap on the regular season. We haven't had a chance to do that. But let's start with uh, certainly a very good outing for you against East Newton last Friday as uh, you got a game in and uh, took on East Newton Patriots. Again, an important game to play because you hadn't played since February 16th and made it worth your while with a 45-39 win over an East Newton team that's uh, going to be playing for a district uh, – maybe playing for a district championship this week. That was a really good win for us, Mike. And um, I, I can't – reiterate enough how much we appreciate the East Newton administration and coaches and their program for working with us to make that game happen. Uh, uh, disappointing and, and frustrating when for a week, two plus weeks in Cassville's case, trying to get a date worked out to play a game that just continually did not happen. And uh, in education and athletics, you always want to ask yourself what's best for kids. And these kids, they love to play games and mm-hmm. especially when you think about a home game and a senior night and things like that even if you're the person traveling uh where that might might not be as meaningful to you it's, it's meaningful some to to kids somewhere to, to get that home game so uh under really impressed that east newton understood that and and in their situation it was going to be a really long break between games for them as well even longer than it would have been for mm-hmm. us so it was good for them to get a game great for us to get a game to get a senior night and uh East Newton's well coached. They're disciplined, and that was maybe the most complete game that we'd played all year. Uh, four quarters of really good basketball, especially on the defensive end. 
Yeah, in fact, they haven't played their first district game yet. Uh, they got a first round bye in District 12 in Class 4, and their, their first game is not till tomorrow in the semifinals since they got the first round bye as the number one seed. So I'm sure they appreciate the opportunity as well. Well, it was a good outing, and Nevada picks up the win, but we're going to spend our time uh, talking about uh, district play, of course, this week. And then, of course, we'll talk about the season and what's ahead. But uh, let's go back and review your week as uh, at the district at Harrisonville. Uh, started off on Monday, uh, late Monday night, as you took on the Harrisonville Wildcats. 49 to 32 victory for Nevada in that uh, in that first round matchup and pretty impressive performance uh, actually uh, you know I know you had some concerns about their outside shooting shut that down and uh, not that you cruised but you picked up a pretty convincing victory we felt like the energy and intensity that our guys played with was the highest it had been all season and we've we've felt all along like this group plays with a high motor they get after it that's the only way we're going to be successful given some of our other limitations, but it was almost like we stepped it up a notch for postseason play. Uh, we did a great job keeping Harrisonville off the three-point line. In the game that we scouted against Pleasant Hill when Harrisonville had a, had a double-digit lead, actually, in the third quarter against P. Hill, which P. Hill came back to win, but Harrisonville just they made a lot of outside shots in that game. And then we looked at their statistics and didn't have a ton of shooters that wowed you with their percentage but a lot of guys that have made 20 25 33s on the year proving that they were all very very capable so it started with keeping them off the three-point line and then when they tried to drive we had great help Um, and then we let that those defensive stops lead the offense we were able to get out and go just a little bit and I thought in the East Newton game Evan Ray was looking more like himself and then he really looked like Mm him his old self pre-ankle injury in that Harrisonville game and we talk a lot about making the best out of tough situations. All the snow breaks, all the weather breaks where we had to do nothing, that, that may have been a blessing for Evan's ankle uh, to, to allow that to get some extra rest. And uh, Just really pleased with our guys' effort and performance. And As a coach, all you can ask for is to play your best basketball late in the year. thought we did that against East Newton Friday and definitely thought we did that uh, Monday night um, against Harrisonville. Yeah, you did. And uh, 17 points for Evan Ray in the game on Monday. Also in double figures was Bryce Budd uh, with uh, 10 points. Uh, uh, here's, another, here's a guy that uh, 5'9 sophomore we're going to be counting on uh, down the road, obviously. But uh, he seemed to elevate his game a little bit here down the stretch as well. He really did. Coach Talley in our post game last night talked about how guys that had had no varsity experience did not allow frustration to hold them back as the season went along. They stayed coachable. They stayed eager to learn. Uh, they wanted to be better. Um, and Bryce is a prime example of that. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, we've, we've heard hear the term freshman mistake or rookie mistake, but just a lot of new to varsity basketball mistakes and early on, and, and he just continued to get better. He, man, I don't have the final season stats in front of me. I think he ended the season as our highest percentage three-point shooter and really started to understand when's a good time to drive, when's a good time to distribute the ball, when's a good time to finish. Um, and, and the motor with which he plays and his quickness and shooting ability, I think he's got uh, two good years of basketball ahead of him uh, over his junior and senior year. Well, look forward to that. And uh, we're going to talk about the future here in a little bit. But let's go back and talk about last night's ball game. Of course, uh, that was the game that ended the Nevada Tigers season at 8-19. and uh, Barstow uh, picking up the victory, 54-42. Uh, a Barstow program that uh, actually qualified for the Final Four in Class 4 last year. Unfortunately for them, didn't get to play a game because of COVID. Uh, they got hit and they had to forfeit their two games 
games at the Final Four. Uh, you're going to know better than me. I don't know how many of those players they had last night that were a part of that that uh, were that obviously have some drive to try to repeat that. But uh, Barstow kind of they got the lead early. It was just kind of like they they got where they needed to be and then just kind of maintained that the rest of the way. They did. Uh, I thought the the first quarter we we brought the energy that we needed. Um, Barstow just made made some really good plays. And then in the second quarter, we looked like a team that had tired legs. We didn't communicate. We had a couple of defensive breakdowns where we did not communicate well. And Barstow's a good enough team that if you're not sharp and on point and don't have five guys playing together on the defensive end, uh, they'll make you pay for that. And in the second quarter is when they were able to extend that lead and, and really put us in a hole. Really proud of our guys at halftime bouncing back, not just saying, well, this one's over maintained the rest of the way but just never never could it seem like cut it down to that two score game that you need to cut it to to give yourself a chance uh emmett pierce one of my favorite players that we've played against all year uh plays with a super high motor played physical um just was a leader on the floor uh, from the from sitting on the sideline hearing him direct traffic talk to his teammates at both ends uh he, an easy player to like and He's a guy that would would have been a part of some of those final four runs over the last two or three years, and uh, it's easy to see why he's been an integral part of that. He, he was a handful. Mm-hmm. And then 21, the Lawler kid, we were, we needed to get the ball out of his hands if he touched around the basket. Didn't do a good enough job of that. He was allowed to, to, to kind of go to work, so to speak. And then their role players stepped up and hit shots, Mike. Uh, number 11, who's not really an outside shooter, hit a three from the outside. Number 15, who's their mm-hmm. fifth or sixth scorer, and has not been a willing shooter for them on film, stepped up and knocked him down. And uh, if you're going to have to guard all five of those guys, now the Pierce kid and the Lawler kid are good enough one-on-one to go to work on you. When we went zone, uh, they attacked that with, with, with really good poise as well. So hats off to Barstow, and uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see what they're able to accomplish uh, as they advance in the postseason. Pierce uh, had 18. He had 10 of those in the second quarter when they really kind of extended that lead. And Lawler, as you mentioned, 16 points. But he also showed he has range. He had two threes last night. He did. And, and on film, he doesn't look for the three a lot. But when given the opportunity, he can really knock it down. And that's what makes him a matchup problem. He's 6'4", nice touch around the basket. Only a sophomore, Mike. So he's he's really going to be a nice player over the next couple of years. And uh, so – now you've got to choose, do I guard him with a big, do I guard him with a guard? And which It's it's pick your poison because he can hurt you both ways. And They did a really good job of exploiting those different matchups throughout the night. And That second quarter when Pierce got hot, he used his defense to create offense. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy, it, if you're going to pick up and guard 35, 40 feet from the basket, you're running the risk of getting burned, getting beat off that. With his athleticism, he's able to guard you 40 feet from the basket. When you try to beat him, he can recover and stay in front of you. And, and that defensive pressure really gave us trouble in that second quarter. Well, it was uh, some of your younger players who led the way last night offensively. Uh, Leo Gammon comes off the bench, 13 points. Uh, he had, uh, had a three in the second quarter. Uh, Bryce Budd, another double-digit game. He ended up with 11 last night. Evan Ray was held to five. KB Shore had eight, and three of those points came from the free throw line. He had a three in the first quarter. Did they do things to, your, to limit your opportunity at the guard position? They did what they they did a good job. They pressured the basketball hard with guys who were able to not need a lot of help. Um, and when they did give help, they gave help, and their closeout discipline was really good. So, you know, normally if you cause someone to help off, you can find that open shooter. And if he doesn't have the shot, he's getting a closeout that he can drive by. 
Barstow on the, uh, their 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 half court defense ability to help recover with the closeout and not get beat was really really good. Uh, maybe as as good a just a, a sound half court defensive team as we've seen all year. So we talked to our guys at halftime about when you get that kick out after your guys helped off, you've got to be willing to pull the trigger on that three because points were hard to come by, and uh, especially when you're in a hole, a double-digit hole, then uh, maybe since the drives weren't there to the basket like they were the night before against Harrisonville, maybe now it becomes a, a perimeter shooting night. So uh, pulled the trigger a little bit more often in the second half, uh, but just uh, not enough of them went in early or often enough. Yeah, you actually come out and you mentioned it. He came out strong in the second half. He actually, I scored in 14-13 in the, in the third quarter of play, and uh, – um, by getting a couple of threes, but you mentioned Michael's uh, Michaelis, the uh, number fifteen, Carter Michaelis. He hits a couple of threes in that in that third quarter, and without that, who knows? Uh, maybe get a little bit closer. Right. We did a much better job on Pearson Lawler, Lawler in that quarter, um, and we hit some shots. If the way that we typically defend, if we score thirteen or fourteen points a quarter, we feel like we're giving ourselves a chance to win in that situation. Just uh, tip your cap to the fact that a guy that doesn't normally knock down shots knocked them down, and. Uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. Absolutely. Well, 40, uh, 54-42 was uh, the final on that one. Barstow will be moving on to the district championship game where they're going to play the number six seed. <laughs> I mean, the Clinton Cardinals who have picked up a couple of upsets. They've uh, knocked off the number two and number three seeds now. Uh, uh, not, not in that order, but three and two as uh, they beat Nob Noster and then – in case you didn't see it or hear it last night, uh, they end up turning around and beating the number two seed in the Pleasant Hill Roosters last night to uh, set up a championship game with Barstow coming up on Friday back at Harrisonville. How do you see that playing out? Well, I'll tell you, we thought going in, a lot of teams could win this. and uh, We played Clinton in early January, and they were still learning the system. A lot of young players, Coach Jackson's first year there, his son Dom Jackson, sophomore point guard, just kind of figuring things out. Uh Everybody you talk to talks about how much better they've gotten, how much more discipline they've gotten mm-hmm. on the defensive end. They really were not good defensively early on. They've grown in that regard. And sometimes you get hot, you get a win. Uh, they beat Harrisonville in the Harrisonville tournament. They beat P. Hill two weeks ago, or, or oh, excuse me, a week ago in regular season play. And then you, they beat Nam Nas, and, and you just kind of ride that momentum and really have to think that Barstow's the prohibitive favorite. But when you're on a roll and things are going good for you, then uh, anything can happen. So uh, Coach Jackson and Clinton, I'm sure, will give it a val- valiant effort on Friday. Yeah, there's a district for a 6 seed to win. It would be this one. Right. <laughs> and uh, Class 4 at District 13, the number one seed is 9-12 and 12 on the year going into the tournament. And now has 10 wins on the season. Qualifier, they do have a very difficult schedule to play. But at any rate, uh, we'll see what happens with that one uh, on Friday uh, and uh, see who comes out as the district champion. But we're going to go back now and – Talk about the season because uh, you do finish it up at uh, eight and nineteen. Uh, you win three out of your last four, as it turns out. And uh, I'd actually forgotten this nugget until you mentioned it last night on post game. I had completely forgotten. I guess because of the recent success that the team didn't win a game before Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Uh, played a, a tough schedule uh, beforehand, and, uh, and I'm sure in a lot of ways that paid off as you went forward. Uh, but uh, but again, with that in mind, uh, kudos to the months of January and February the way this team this team really turned things around. Yeah, we're really, really proud of our crew, Mike, and talked about it in post game. Talked to our guys about it. I've seen it a lot before. Various sports, uh, different teams, when frustration and and lack of success happen early in a, in a year, it's really easy for for the ship to take on water, so to speak. And it says a lot about our leadership. It says a lot about what our guys are made of from a mental and emotional standpoint 
that as the losses continued to pile, we continued to be hungry to work hard and get better. Um, and and we're, we're proud that we took that approach and that mentality. And a lot, of, a lot of it does have to do with the fact that the schedule was very difficult early. Um, but all along, as the losses were piling up, we felt like the effort was there. We felt like the guys were bringing it each and every night. And we kept preaching that good things were going to happen if we continue to play hard and then clean up the mistakes. And as we continued to get more efficient at both ends of the floor, we really started to hang our hat on our, our defense and then just try to – we knew we were probably never going to become a prolific offensive team, but we just wanted to become a more efficient offensive mm-hmm. team and uh, thought thought that we really did that, uh, got that Clinton win early in the month of January and then beat uh, Carl Junction in a, in a close overtime ball game in the Kaminsky Classic. And those wins, just being able to get over the hump when we lost some close games, some overtime games, Frontenac, Metro yeah. Christian Academy, Heritage, we could have had three or four wins before Christmas, just didn't have them. Uh, once we figured out how to win, um, things started to roll for us. Coach Talley, I think it was after the Monette game, when when that game, that game was really close early in the fourth quarter, and then we got a lead, and then we finished that one. He told him in the locker room, he said, we finally figured out how to, when we have a team down, to step on their throat. And I know that's maybe not a nice way to put it, but in coach speak, you've got to do that when you get a team down, not let them back up. And we didn't have that down maybe early in the year. And I think that speaks a lot to our lack of experience. Um, and, and as we gained that experience along the way, uh, we kind of figured out how to win, so to speak. So we're really proud of the improvement our crew made. Well, and, there, and there had to be a filling out process. I mean, we lose 95% of your offense from the year before, you kind of have a feeling who your leader is going to be offensively. Evan Ray obviously steps out there. Uh, Cade B. Short knows, but but they hadn't been called upon in that role before, so there had to be a feeling out process. To, they had to take a little journey to get where you know where they needed to go. Yeah, there was. So Evan had been a role player the year before. We knew he could be a primary piece in the summer. He was hard to guard, attacking the basket at times. Um, but you know, we we lost like you said ninety plus percent of every statistical category, and then. Also, some pieces that we thought might be there weren't there. And in, in the summer, we, we had a different look. So going into practice in November, new faces all the way around, uh, trying to find an identity, not only as individuals, but as a team, how that's all going to gel together. And it did take us a while to figure that out. But these guys were good teammates to one another. Uh, they wanted to they wanted their teammates to, to succeed, not just themselves. And uh, when you have that approach, you can get better and you can have success. And luckily, that finally started to happen. Well, and you mentioned defense because on de- on Monday, you gave up your lowest point total of the season uh, defensively at 32 points. Uh, believe it or not, the, the lowest before that was 33 uh, in a game you lost <laughs> to Ray Moore Peculiar uh, back at the uh, Cardinals tournament. But uh, when they scored 33, I think you had 30. I think it was something like that. Yeah, it, it wasn't was very many. Scoring. It wasn't very many. In the 20s, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was in the 20s. But uh, but at any rate, so defensively, uh, you this team, uh, even as the offense began to pick up, they never seemed to lose uh, their way defensively. Right, and and we just knew that had to be our calling card. And in in today's day and age, it seems like it's becoming more and more prevalent that it kids just don't enjoy playing defense that much. And we talked to our guys about it. Would you rather play offense or defense? Well, mm-hmm. most kids want to mm-hmm. play offense. So when you're on defense, if you'll play really, really hard and you'll play together, the other team will eventually get – tired of running offense and take up a shot and if you, if you can make them take a shot that you're okay with them taking 
And then if you can finish it with a rebound, that's something we didn't do early in the season, Mike. We felt like we played a lot of good defense early in the year, didn't always finish that with a defensive rebound. Did that a lot more in the second half of the season. And I think that defense started with the energy that our guards brought to the table. Cade B. Shore, Bryce Budd, Evan Ray, Jack Cheney when he came in off the bench. Our guards' motor, I thought, was not in a night out, a higher motor, higher intensity than their opponent. And then when your bigs are willing to take charges, Jeremiah Collins and Leo Gaiman leading us in charges drawn, now you've got big guys that not only are they going to help protect the basket, but they'll sacrifice their body for you. And then Owen Swearingen leading us in blocked shots. Uh, it's it's a recipe to be good defensively, and these guys just kept want, wanting to be great defensively, and I think that's where it starts is with that want to. All right, so before we talk about the future, let's talk about the past a little bit, what is now the past as of one day now. And then, of course, being your senior group, four seniors finished up last night, Evan Ray, Owen Swearingen, Jeremiah Collins, and, and Trenton Hallam. So uh, what do you take away from that group? A, a group that did things the right way, carried themselves the right way, on the court, off the court. Um, Evan – the only guy with varsity experience. Some of those guys sat the bench, didn't didn't get to play. And uh, he came in knowing that it would be a tough road to hoe and, and be a completely different situation than we've been in in years past. And did not get frustrated with his teammates. Uh, led by example, took underclassmen under his wing. This group, uh, sometimes Mike, you have groups that there's class rivalry so to speak especially if an underclassman is playing substituting in for you get getting your minutes so to speak that was never here with this crew uh treated the underclassmen well evan with his ability to drive drive to the basket and then the example he set fighting through injury mike uh just really was was impressive really set a good example to our younger guys um owen swearingen just took his role in stride there were nights he played big minutes Nights he maybe played half the game. Uh, if he wasn't in the game, was on the bench being the best teammate he could be. Uh, always calm, cool, and collected. Uh, doesn't He was an emotional leader for us. Didn't let guys, their highs get too high, their lows get too low. And dedicated himself to the defensive end. Uh, like I said, let us in block shots. He can guard on the perimeter. He could guard on the inside. Really a versatile asset for us. And Jeremiah's rebounding ability and ability to take charges Another huge asset for us. If you'd have told me Jeremiah became the type of player that he was for us, I never, never would have mm-hmm. believed it. And uh, just really good to see him finish out his senior year. Uh, played football, got a lot of, a lot of time on the football field, a lot of time on the court this year. And then Trenton Hallam bringing it every day in practice, just playing as hard as he could play. He's a gym rat. You could, you can find him at the community center most days playing, mm-hmm. even after practice. <laughs> just wants to play and play and play. Uh, didn't didn't let frustration with playing time cause him to be a bad teammate. Was a good teammate. Played hard in practice. So these guys gave an example to the younger guys how to carry themselves, how to approach the game on the court, off the court, and uh, we're grateful for that example. And, and we're going to miss each and every one of them. Well, we look ahead to uh, be here before you know. Your summer program will be underway. I'm sure you got a thought in your mind what you're going to do uh, next summer, but. Uh, Let's talk about the future a little bit and talk about your younger programs, first of all, your, your C team and your JV team. How did they progress? Both teams had successful years. Um, we started early in the year. Our, we, we kept the freshmen together for an early tournament. They had some success there. And then we, we slid some of those guys that, that we really just had to have at the upper levels up and, and made it a little bit of a C team. And by doing that, Mike, one, we got you know guys like Leo and Jack who were freshmen they had to contribute for us just mm-hmm. just because of how limited we were in some areas. 
But then that allowed other freshmen to play bigger roles. Uh, Gabe Smith, Caden Klump, uh, Graham Walker, Jordan Boyd, you know, those guys, they, they were able to now play really prominent roles on that freshman or C team, however you want to look at it, whereas they might not have got to play those prominent roles otherwise. And, and they got a lot better because of that. Uh, Coach Wolf feels like that's a group that has five or six guys that can contribute down the road at the varsity level. At the junior varsity level, uh, one of the more athletic groups that, that Coach Talley has had in recent years um, played for the championship at the, the Eldo JV tournament. Uh, finished the season with a winning record and um, had some guards that really shot it well. Drake Ketterman shot it really well. Uh, Riddick Shook shot it well. And then some size, Uday Mba, um Caden Klump played up with, with some size. Uh, Dalton McIntyre, Kellen Oss, those guys played hard. So they they really gave us a good look in practice also, Mike, which, which kept making us better. So we really like those younger classes. We like – uh, their abilities, we like their attitudes, and uh, we feel like down the road, whether it be next year or two years from now, uh, there's going to be a lot of good varsity players in that group. Well, we look forward to that and then the work that will continue on and as you get ready for for next season. And I'm sure you've already been kind of you know, thinking about that, bouncing around your head a little bit about how your team will look uh, next season. Of course, as you know, things are always fluid, as we found out. Uh, but uh, how do you feel about at least uh, – I hate to ask you this the day after the season, but how do you feel looking forward into next season for 2022-2023? Underclassmen are already asking about when they can get shots up, when they can get in the gym. Um, you know, Cade Beshore as a junior, you already can make an argument that the the energy and the the flying around and just the heart that he heart heart that he played with was maybe as big a spark or or maybe was the heart and soul of our defense already. Um, he, I think, will will really lead this group from that standpoint. He'll expect nothing less than for everyone to work their tail off, um, and he is eager to get in the gym and get better himself. Uh, Bryce Bud is eager to get in the gym and get get better. That will carry over uh, to all the other guys. So, um, you know, we, we've we've got a lot of experience coming back, which we didn't have this year. You know, mm-hmm. Cade's experience, Bryce's experience, uh, the experience that uh, Leo Gaiman and Jack Cheney bring coming back. So, uh, four guys that that played a lot, and then a, a lot of talented players around them that those guys I think will push to be better as well. So. We're excited for the offseason. We're excited to really get better and improve and, and see if we can't take a step uh, from the successes we had this season uh, into the next year. Look forward to it. And uh, you, got, you have an active summer planned? Or, or you haven't even thought about that yet? Well, we're. We, uh, I hate to even still talk about COVID. I'm ready to just yeah. be over that. But, you know, things changed in that regard over the last couple of years. We used to just kind of have a a routine that didn't change much. But uh, we're going to spend a lot of time on our own. We will st- probably still go to Pitt State's league and sometimes it depends on your guys how many guys play other sports how many how much time what do they want to do do they want to go play a lot do they just want to spend time in our gym but uh we'll probably go to carthage and scrimmage some local teams uh we'll probably scrimmage uh, i think east newton and fort scott we'll, we'll get together and scrimmage them but more than anything we're gonna we're gonna hone our own skills we're, we're gonna get a lot of skill work in we, we've got to be better at shooting the ball from the perimeter we've got to be better at attacking the basket we've got to be better defensively and We've got a group, I think, I think there's 12 or 15 guys that can push each other in our own practices to be better. So we'll take advantage of, of whatever contact day limitations uh, Misha gives us for the summer. And uh, we'll get in the weight room as well, try to get stronger and faster, which is really, really important every offseason. 
All right, look forward to it. And uh, as we close the book on the 2021-2022 season, and again, Nevada finishes at 8-19. and But again, bringing back uh, quite a few players to next season. Looking forward to using that experience going forward and back into uh, Big 8 West Division play. So, Coach, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate all the time, as always, uh, in the few years we've been doing this now and uh, on on this program as well as the pregame and postgame shows. And I'm sure you probably had a few more sleepless nights than usual in the over this past season, but we appreciate the time you've always uh, come in and uh, been forthright about your program, and we certainly do appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you, Mike. We're very lucky to have Kenny and Kenny Mo, and more specifically you, and then the role that you're in. It's uh, it's a big time blessing, and I enjoy the fact that that you make it enjoyable. Um, and uh, you know, uh, a season that was maybe at, at times as uh, more losses than normal uh it, it still was 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 a pleasure to do the do the show so we're looking forward to it again next year and uh don't make any plans to retire soon all right very good well no i told uh, tyson bishar i can't leave until a new press box is built over <laughs> Logan right. field. so now that's getting done so we'll see <laughs> but but uh but i appreciate it thank you very much and we'll we'll see you soon yep looking forward to next season thanks the Bay tiger coach sean gray will come back wrestling finished up a while ago but uh this is the first opportunity we've had to get head coach forrest Drury back in to talk about that season and uh derek Campbell has that conversation after this timeout on Tiger Talk.